This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. It's time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. It is time for another episode of The Drop Podcast. Welcome, everyone. It's great to have everyone here. The Blues last night took on the Ducks for the second time in 15 days, and for the second time in 15 days, they lost the game. The Blues recently at home have not been doing very well, and when I bring out these stats, I am not saying that the season's over. I'm not saying it's doom and gloom. I'm just saying, like I've been saying even when the Blues were blowing everybody away and playing so well. This team still had some issues they need to work on. A lot of people thought I was nuts. A lot of people said that I was being negative. I wasn't being negative. I was being realistic. And some of these issues have started to show up. The Ducks last night and other teams that have played the Blues that have had very good success against the Blues have all come up with very similar game plans. And part of those game plans have been keep the Blues in the neutral zone, stop them from bringing over the blue line, make them dump it in and keep those defensemen from coming up into play. And when they do come into the offense, make them shoot shots that are 40, 50 feet away. That's what's happened sometimes with the Blues. Not faulting the Blues necessarily. I'm just saying that that game plan seems to have been working. And it does not help that you have Jaden Schwartz out with an injury. You have Alex Petrangelo out with an injury. And you have one of your top three or four defensemen in Bo Meester out with an injury. You need all the guys you can to stop this from happening. When you don't have them, your lack of being able to beat these presses, and even without those injuries, you're having problems scoring at home. In the last 13 games, I believe the Blues are 6-7 and seven at home. They've been shut out three times in those games. Their goals for, which means goals they've scored, of course, is 2.6 goals a game. You cannot win scoring 2.5 goals a game. That means your goalie's got to be under two goals a game. And Jake Allen, with some of the issues that's come up recently with the juicy rebounds being given up, and not all of them are his fault. The defensemen need to clear these guys out and block them from going in and getting these rebounds. When the rebounds come in, they also need to clear them out quicker. And the defense has not been doing that. So all these things combined, the injuries, the lack of offensive scoring, Unable to clear out rebounds, unable to stop people from going to the net. That's a recipe for disaster, and it causes you to lose games. Simple as that. Then, of course, you've got, like I said, you've got the power play that's not been very good at all. Yeah, a couple games they scored two goals. You know, they scored three goals, but they had seven or eight power play opportunities in that game. They scored a couple goals. They need to work on these things. And I've heard a lot of coaches say, well, we don't work on the power play in the regular season. I don't know if Mike Yo does it or not, but the Blues need to. They need to do something because they're not scoring a lot of goals. Jake Allen's doing the best he can. He's giving up rebounds. The team's not getting those rebounds out of the end quick enough, and they're not boxing players out. When that happens and you're not scoring, you're screwed. So enough about the issues. And as I said earlier, I'm not panicking. These are just things that I've seen, and it's my observation. 
you can agree with me or you you know don't have to agree with me. Let me know what you think. Send me an email. That's lanced at droppodcast.com. Well, let's get into last night's game. The first period came along, and I thought the Blues played okay, pretty good. Wasn't their best period ever. They put some pressure on Gibson, but weren't able to get anything past him. They outshot Anaheim last night. They would come out of the first period with 0-0 zero to zero tie. You're thinking, good game. We're close. We're not playing our best, but we're not playing terrible. Let's get something going in the second. Edmondson would get a great great opportunity he went out on gibson and gibson made the big save to keep it zero to zero in the second Port jams it ahead and barbashev into the middle of the ice upshaw taps it back edmondson on the rush is in backhander stacking the pads gibson makes the stop watch this little one touch hop into the middle walensky when bxa moves up has got to cut that ice in half he does not he goes over to pressure the puck and that's what allow edmondson the opportunity in on the breakaway. John Gibson with a great stop. Edmondson was so close, just couldn't get it over Gibson's pad. He had the angle, but just didn't flip it up high enough. And the Blues do not capitalize on that opportunity. Very strange first period. Very few shots. The Blues had six shots. Anaheim had three shots. Nine shots total between the two teams. The very strange period. There was a lot of defense. A lot of guys being stopped in the neutral zone. It was actually a decent game to watch you know a lot of times people want these high scoring games but this game was fun to watch just the way it was going into the second you're hoping the blues can get on the board first build some momentum in their own arena get the fans into it but it was not meant to be the ducks would be able to get a goal from andrew cagliano just 11 minutes 11 seconds into the second and anaheim is up one to nothing done off the boards to center sabota pops it into the middle Intercepted by Henrique. Walensky plays it cross ice. Tracked down by Raquel in the St. Louis zone. Got it in front. Cogliano had a couple of stabs at it on the backhand and they score. Unchecked in front was Cogliano. Henrique came in late, but he got a couple of swats at it and Anaheim strikes first. This starts with a stretch pass again in the neutral zone and the Blues defense gets caught. Smaltz allows Ricard Raquel in behind him. Watch Smaltz, he gambles and loses, and now Ricard Raquel has the puck in behind the net. Neat little dish to Cogliano, and he just keeps chopping away at it. I don't know if it was Cogliano or Henrique, I think it was Cogliano that eventually battles this over the line. Huge example of the Blues not able to get that puck out of the front of the net, not able to get guys out of the front of the net. Several different Ducks players had a turn at this puck trying to get it past Jake Allen. Jake couldn't corral it either and the Ducks go up one to nothing just about midway through the second. That would be Cagliano's fourth goal of the year. Raquel gets his 12th assist. Walensky gets his second assist and put in some hard work also on that goal. Anaheim is up one to nothing going out of the second we're still at one to nothing Anaheim you're wondering when the Blues are going to wake up they actually outshot Anaheim 13 to 7 in the second period I thought they had a few scoring opportunities but I also thought a lot of the shots were right on Gibson and very easy saves for him to make at times let's get this going in the third period that is what you want them to do. They outshot Anaheim 11-8 to in the third period, but it would be Anaheim that would get two goals just a couple minutes apart from Kevin Waugh, his fifth and sixth of the year, and it would put Anaheim up with a commanding lead of 3 to nothing with more than 11 minutes left in the third period. Fowler skates it out high, throws it to the net. Allen got a piece of it to the corner. 
Getzlaff now from Silverberg. Throws it in front. Redirected right on. Oh, loose at the side of the net, and Waugh scores! Fowler with a great tip, and Waugh stayed with it at the far post. It's 2 to nothing. Remember when I was talking about man-on-man -man defense? Well, in this case, Cam Fowler comes down off the blue line, and nobody picks him up, and that creates all kinds of problems. That was Fowler that threw it down low. He's up high. Now he's going to end up coming right down to the goal crease, and you can see there's the tip. The rebound is there, and Kevin Waugh, boy, I tell you what, he's had an impact. Digs it out, shovels it home. Kevin Waugh gives the Ducks a 2-0 lead. Edmondson throws it away, picked off by Shaw, races right back in. Takes a shot over top, nearly got to his own rebound. Waugh has it again, makes a pass across. Grant for Waugh, scores! 3-0 Ducks, Waugh has his second of the night. Logan Shaw picked up that puck in the neutral zone, and he's going to just sprint in, take the shot. The rebound comes off the glass, and then it's a battle for the loose puck. Waugh gets to it, and it comes right back to him, and the Blues lose Kevin Waugh again. This time it's Edmondson. He can't get back to put any pressure on Kevin Waugh, and those good hands find the back of the net once again. As I said earlier, the Ducks only had 18 shots on goal all night. But when the Blues made mistakes, the Ducks took huge advantage of it on those two goals by Kevin Waugh especially. Kevin Waugh gets his fifth and sixth. The first one was at 5.43 into the third. Fowler gets his sixth assist. Getzloff, who just, like I said, returned from an injury several games ago, gets his seventh assist. On that second Waugh go, that's his sixth of the year. Grant gets his eighth assist. Shaw gets his fifth assist. Eight minutes, 28 seconds into the third. At this point, three to nothing. And I think at this point, most fans would probably feel like, let's just do something positive. Well, they would get something going. Patrick Berglund would put the Blues on the board 14 minutes and seven seconds in. Third goal of the year, and we need more of this from Patrick. With six to play in regulation time. Gunnarsson on to center ice for Payarvi now into Berglund, two on one. Berglund to the net, he scores! Berglund breaks the shutout, and it's three to one. Again, good transition leads to this goal, and Berglund being on the right side is a left-hand shot. The puck is perfectly placed on his blade. The defenseman doesn't close the gap on it after Gunnarsson makes a nice pass up to the left. One quick motion, Payarvi right there to Berglund, and Adam Henrique is the actual defending player for the Ducks. Berglund's looking one way and firing it right underneath the goalie's stick. Boy, that's a nice play by Berglund. They have not been able to beat Gibson any other way, and yet he just slides that, turns his wrist, and rolls it right underneath his stick. The Blues finally get on the scoreboard with a goal from Berglund. That would be Berglund's third goal of the year. Payarvi gets an assist to second. Gunnarsson gets a second assist also. The Blues would end up losing this game 3-1 after that goal from Berge. The Ducks improved to 14-11-7. The Blues fall to 21-10-2. The Blues would outshoot the Ducks 30-18. Power plays continue to be an issue for the Blues. 0-4. for 4. You've got to start scoring on these power plays. The Ducks were 0-1. Face-offs, 57% for the Blues. 43% for Anaheim. Cogliano gets his fourth goal of the year. Waugh gets two goals, his fifth and sixth. Getzlov gets an assist, and Fowler gets an assist. 
And Gibson makes 29 saves for the Ducks. On the blue side, Berglund got his third goal of the year. Payarvi and Gunnarsson both assisted on that. And Jake Allen makes 15 out of 18 saves. Let's go ahead and go to the post-game interview where we're going to hear from Patrick Berglund, Vince Dunn, and of course Coach Mike on this very disappointing loss to the Ducks. Uh, yeah, I, I agree a little bit. I think still, you know, we can play more desperate to get bodies in front of the net and I think also to get, I think, I haven't looked at the stats, but I, it looked like we got a lot of shots blocked today too. So we got to be more desperate, especially at home. I think, uh, you know, we just got to bury down and play better hockey. How frustrating is it leaving some valuable points on the table here on home ice? Yeah, it's really frustrating. I, you know, these two games could have, you know, we obviously wanted these four points and, you know, we're just going to come back tomorrow and, uh, you know, work hard and, and move on. Why do you think you telling yourself you need to be more desperate. I mean, it's pretty obvious that you would need to be that way with, you know, who you're missing, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I agree with that. But, you know, uh, the game didn't go our way. And, you know, and I think especially last game, we got a little frustrated. I think we today, today at least, we got kept our heads up. But, you know, a few small mistakes and they, you know, scored on them. But, I mean, we, we got to score more goals than one to, to win games. Um, I don't really know if there's a, a certain thing you can point at. I think it's just kind of, you know, one wave doesn't go our way, and um, I think the guys coming out the next shift aren't picking it up after those guys. So I think it's just kind of not the, the hockey that St. Louis plays. And, um, you know, the way we came into that game was kind of the same we came into uh, that game against Tampa. So I think, um, you know, we were in it till the third, and, you know, the goals that we gave up were all pretty preventable. So I think it's just kind of making sure we can limit those mistakes and, um, you know, capitalize on our chances. Seems too easy to say, you know, they're without Schwartz and, and Petrangelo. Maybe that's why the lack of scoring. Those guys both kick in a lot, but it seems to be more than that. You know, even if you had those guys, just not bearing down enough. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, we've had a couple of bad bounces with injuries the whole year so far. So I think, um, you know, when you lose those guys, other guys have to step up. And, um, you know, we were lacking scoring before they were out. So now I think we're just... Still not stepping up for those guys and for other guys not scoring. So I think it's just kind of coming together as a team. And uh, from top to bottom, we obviously need to be better and capitalize when we can. It's, a, it's execution again. So, uh, you know, um, we've been trying to manage the the, the rest here and, and making sure, obviously, we're playing a lot of games and a lot of days. And, and with that, uh, um, obviously, we lack some practice time. So hopefully we'll... Uh, well, not hopefully. We'll, we're going to hit the ice tomorrow. It won't be a long skate, but I think just uh, the opportunity to get out there and just uh, execute the day before the game, um, I think that, uh, that that'll help. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think for one, we got like you look at the shots that are getting blocked. We've got to shoot the puck quicker and. Uh, you know, every time we get the puck, we're trying to turn. You know, we're we're trying to turn that play into a goal, obviously. But um, you know, if you hang on to the puck a little bit longer, number one, you need uh, a perfect shot to beat the goalie uh, because they're going to get in position. They're going to they're going to come out. They're going to cut off their angle. They're going to get square to the puck. But number two, it's more difficult to get those shots through because people have moved out on you and and uh, and now they found a way to get into those lanes. So I think that that mindset would help a little bit. Um, but uh, you know, and, and it's uh, it's just a it's a matter of not only um, you know finding a way to get the secondary opportunities, but you know it's been a while since we've had a tip or a deflection or something like that. So I just think getting our head up in certain situations, um, you know, if there's a lane there, then take it. And if not, then maybe there's another um, there's another lane for a stick or, or another option there. Is, is that a bad 
No, I, I mean, listen, they they played they played very well, and and uh, and um, obviously they got the win here tonight. There was a lot of things that that we liked about our game. We didn't really give up much. I mean, we're playing hard, we're checking hard, we're just not executing, and we're not finding a way to uh, to to number one grab a lead, and number two, you know. Um, to, to capitalize on some opportunities. It's not just the scoring opportunity itself. It's just there's situations, there's plays that could lead or develop um, into offense for us, whether it's an entry, whether it's a, you know, a wall play. It's the little things that we're, that we're not quite as sharp with, so we've got we to gotta fix that here. Yeah, yeah. There's no question that that's that's like I said that when you ha when you're getting 18, 19 blocks in a game, that's you know the, you have to start to look at that and and and, um, and so if we can have the mindset, develop the mindset, just shoot quick um, and and play off the shot, then I think number one the, the the understanding that everybody else on the ice that the shots go into the net that'll give them a better idea and a better understanding of where to be. Also not generating any yeah, no, we'll have to we'll have to do something there. Yeah, we've tried a lot of different combinations, so uh, you know it's uh, it's yeah. It, we, we but you know for me the the most important thing is that it's always about the next one, and I, I think right now we're carrying a lot of baggage from the previous power play or things not going well into the next one. Um, you know, you could be. Oh, for seven in a game, but you get one opportunity that could be the difference maker. And I think we have to make sure we we develop that mindset. And so for me, um, you know, we come back to work tomorrow. We 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 obviously figure out a plan here. I, I think you know, I'm not going to say that we're missing Petro, but um, but missing him, I, I think that we have to adjust our plan a little bit. And uh, and so um, we'll do that. Uh, we thought he was going to go, and uh, he went out there, and it wasn't feeling right. So um, I think we'll just keep him keep him out through the weekend here, and then uh, reevaluate next week. Tough loss for the Blues, but I totally agree with Coach Mike. The Blues are taking too long to shoot. I don't know if they just feel like they're going to shoot the puck and it's going to go in. They're shooting from far away. They're not taking the shot when they need it. I know Pareko's been playing well this year lately, but he's one of the guys that tends to do that. He'll wait and wait and wait and either not shoot or he'll pass it. You can't do that in the NHL. When you think you've got a shot, you've got to take it. And that's going to be key to this team. With the offensive threats that the Blues are missing, you're going to have to Take the opportunities when you get them. If you've got an open shot and you think you can either score or get a good rebound off of it, shoot it. Don't wait around. Don't pass it. Just shoot the puck. Get the puck on the net and get guys going to the net. That's going to help them so much if they do that. Tough loss, as I said several times in this podcast. But the Blues can still play with anybody, even with the injuries. They've just got to be more disciplined with their shooting not be somewhat lackadaisical when they shoot the puck. Teams are going to block shots like that. When you hesitate, teams know where you're going to shoot it, and they just stand in front of you and block it. It's been key in the last couple losses, and the Blues have to improve in it. The main other area, those rebounds. Jake has got to stop some of the rebounds, and when he can't, the defensemen have to box these guys out. They've got to clear the puck out. They've got to help Jake. Don't disblame this all on Jake Allen. I heard a lot of stuff this morning with people being upset with Jake Allen allowing three goals on just 18 shots. Was it his best game? Hell no, it was not. But it was not the defense's best game either. 
So let's fix the mistakes, guys. You're moving into a big series this weekend. Six o'clock on Saturday, you're going to be home. You've got an opportunity to close this recent homestand out with something positive, and then you go right on the road in less than 24 hours to play the same team on in their arena. Let's start a new winning streak. Let's do it this weekend. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this episode of The Drop Podcast. Until next time, let's go Blues. This has been The Drop Podcast. Don't forget to visit our website, www.droppodcast.com, where you can subscribe to our show and download current and past episodes from iTunes, Stitcher.com, and Google Play. You can follow The Drop on Twitter at OfficialTheDrop. For more information about lineupmedia.fm or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com, theofficialdrop at gmail.com, or lanced at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.